intelligence T stands for tough trouble, truly terrific C for courage, H bitch holy Rise high, pollinate, Aphrodite, right? Do my dashes into neon light Shut it up now, doggy, come suck my AT I'm a three-headed goddess from the full moon long Venus hit the gong, gong, singing straight We're tough enough, we stand strong in the storm We don't back down, we don't take shit no more We don't back down Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, it is me, Troy, one of your hosts of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, which you have donated to. Thank you, yet again, patrons. We are trying our hardest here to get the, this shit out to you. Um, we've had a lot of different personal things go on within the hosts of the Rundown, and we're hoping to get everyone back on track and feeling good. But uh, though it's a couple of days late, here is the second episode of the Mae Young Classic. And we start with a recap of episode one. Michael Cole, Renee Young, Michael Cole, Beth Phoenix, and most importantly, Michael Cole welcome us to the Mae Young Classic. We then cut to ADR Cole as he introduces the virtuoso Diana Peraza, who will be taking on Priscilla Kelly. Now, Priscilla Kelly is a delicious-looking 21-year-old from Georgia. Kelly was a child actress, those are quotes around that, by the way, in My Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding. For those of you who don't recall... Um, there's a show on TLC, because, of course, there's a show on TLC that's about uh, gypsies, where they find gypsies, their word, not mine, who want to find some gypsy dicks to marry. Priscilla was 14 and looking for a husband. That's not just me, like, spouting off. That's the name of the, t- of, of the episode title, is 14 looking for a husband. I don't care enough to see if she really got married or not, because the show is a reality, there's more of those quotes, show in so much as they refer to Priscilla as an actress, not as a person who was on a reality show. Kelly is the gypsy princess and Hell's favorite harlot, so probably not going to be a non-sexualized female character. Kelly is a former Shine Nova champion, and she is kind of a cross between Paige and Justine on Glow. Diana Peraza is a 24-year-old Jersey prospect who has bounced around between Ring of Honor, Impact, and NXT. She was Women of Honor Wrestler of the Year last champion. Diana was also a PWI Top 50 female wrestler last year, coming in at number 34. Peraza is a submission specialist, and she was an alternative last year, and it kind of shows that WWE isn't always the best judge of talent. Match, and Peraza, who wears pants here, interesting since she normally wears shorts, makes her way to the ring. Now this is how you present a women's wrestler. Cole name drops Sporting News for some reason. He's going to keep doing this, though, the thing. He's like, he apparently, like, must have, like, bookmarked every time that there was, they announced somebody um, who was going to be in the Mae Young Classic, so he, he uh, bookmarked Sporting News' article announcing that Deanna Peraza was going to be part of the mix, or the, the Mae Young Classic. So, Kelly makes her way out. She is making very odd faces. Uh, Fishnets and booty shorts. 
Yep. Cole incorrectly says that Kelly was in three episodes of the Egyptian show. It was only two. Show was shown. For some reason. Kelly slaps Peraza instead of shaking her hand. So more of the heel-face alliance here. Kelly and Peraza start off very slow and awkward, which is kind of a shame. It's the first episode, but I, I really think that they probably recorded these mostly out of order and just kind of was like, okay, well, this is kind of a weaker match, but it's a good way to put way to get people excited for the episode because it's Deanna Peraza. So let's put it first. Fruit roll up for a two, and Peraza tries to lock in an armbar, but Kelly gets to the ropes. Kelly better watch them tits because they're about to come right out of that top. Kelly is not great so far. I'm not really a fan of talking about upsets and things like that when you don't have a bracket with rankings because the brackets are literally random at this point uh, but they're going to keep doing it and they're going to keep talking about this person upsetting somebody else but like that's not really true here because both of these women have wrestled pretty close to an equal amount of time um, you know Peraza is maybe a little bit bigger of a name but that doesn't mean that she's uh, that automatically makes her a favorite to win over Kelly. And like I said, you didn't rank the people. You just randomly shot them out of a cannon into this bracket here. So you can't you can't make up storylines about this would be an upset victory on this one over that. Unless, like last week, we had one person who was 67 feet tall and the other one was Rey Mysterio-sized. Then you can talk about there being an upset but here, you've got two people generally about the same size. Um, yes, Peraza seems to be a little bit better of a worker than Kelly, but that doesn't mean much in, in professional wrestling. So, yeah, don't, don't really understand the talking about, you know, it'd be an upset if Kelly wins. You could say Kelly winning would be an upset if you had the bracket seated, but you didn't. It's a random draw. Peraza hits an arm drag and then a somersault dropkick, which is awesome. Kelly's tits are on fire thanks to the chops from Peraza. Praza locks an armbar, and Kelly taps out. Very fucking short match here. Praza heads to round two, and she starts crying. There was some great storytelling here leading into this. Obviously, her being an alternate last year, and now making it not only onto the Mae Young Classic, but also making it to the second round. Uh, gives people a lot to to um, to latch on to because they say, oh, well, you know, she can kind of, she can go one of two ways. Uh, if, if she's going to continue to be an NXT superstar, you can kind of use it as a storyline of, well, I made it so far into the tournament. Think of what I could have done the year before, you know, and then obviously as more of like a face, you can say, oh, well, you know, I fought and fought and fought and now I got to where I want. So. Our next matchup is between the Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, that's Ariel as in like Ariel Acrobatics, not like the Little Mermaid, and Zeusis. Zeusis? Zeusis? I, I think they... Listen, listen. it's going to sound like I didn't watch this. I watched this because I'm not going to be able to understand her. I'm not going to be able to, pr to pronounce her name again. It was like every time they said it, it was like I was fucking uh, hearing Voldemort's name. I just, I couldn't remember it. Ariel Monroe is the wife of Cedric Alexander and is from Clearwater, Florida. She is a cocky worker, and with a name like Big Swell, she needs to show off some muscle. Now, she does have a great body. She's got... She's very toned, which is uh, which is great to see. She, by the looks of her, that's a, that's a fitting nickname. Now, whether it translates to her wrestling or not, remains to be seen. And it's also kind of strange that she's kind of like built like a powerhouse and has a name like a powerhouse. But then her actual name is Ariel, which would make you think that she is just like a high flyer. 
like Aristyles. Zeusis, Zuxix, whatever her fucking name is, a 29-year-old Puerto Rican luchador is the current CMLL Reina International Champion as well as a former junior champion. Zuxis says that the reality of Strong Style starts now. I expect this to be a bit of a hoss fight. Natalia farts her way on screen. expecting that. Uh, Xerxes also has a singlet on. I've never seen either of these two work before, so I'm a little excited and a little erect. The crowd goes wild for Ariel and Rose. That's something that we needed to learn about. And Renault yells at Zuxix, saying if she touches her hair again, she will pop her in the mouth. Stereotypes. Gotta love them. Renault tried to go for an arm drag, but Zuxix sold it as a chop. This match is a steaming pile of shit. We show Cedric in the crowd, um, and yeah, he's just like, here we go. Uh, crowd's loving it, but this match is sloppy as shit. And Xerxes tries to for a rolling pin, but rolls herself off. Monroe yells, the power of Christ compels you as she hits a running slam. Um, and uh, I I hearken back to uh, the great... Um, oh my god, I can't fuck it. John Hammond, who says, just because we can, doesn't mean we should. Just because you can trash talk and yell during a match doesn't mean... So yelling, the power of Christ compels you, and then hitting a drop kick, not doesn't really make a lot of sense. It was more comical than anything, and I don't think she was trying to be comical. Uh, if you could, like you said to her, because she's from Puerto Rico. So, Zuxa goes to the top rope and hits a top rope match, a bit of a dumpster fire, but also uh, Ariel Monroe, not not that great at being Ariel, so that's a dumb first name. Uh, she did it, have some really decent, uh, decent moves. Definitely the better worker between the two, at least in this match. I don't know how um, match out of her because she went into the second round. So Cole asks if if we are ready for some ninja action, and I just may quit after two episodes. Sorry if I do, but when Cole says, "Are you ready for some ninja action?" I want to murder myself. Reina Gonzalez from La Feria, Texas, was in last year's Mayan Classic and lost in the first round to Nicole Savoy. Whoever the fuck that is. Gonzalez Gonzalez is a thicker woman, which is I am a fan of, and is a bit of a hoss. Casey Cadenzaro is a former American Ninja Warrior competitor who just started training to be a wrestler. Cadenzano is very athletic and an adorable little worker. Sure, because they would be there. Casey comes out first, and she's very poppy and energetic. She climbs the turnbuckle backwards, which is a unique entrance, and Cole comes in his pants and then drops USA Today. Reina angrily walks to the ring. Holy shit, Casey must be tiny because she only comes up to it as well. So, this is clearly the Rey Mysterio vs. Big Show um, kind of matchbooking, which means that somehow Casey will win. Uh, but the story of the match will be Casey will get some quick moves and Reina chucks her around across the room, uh, only to have somehow uh, something happen where Casey wins. This type of storytelling does damage to both workers, in my opinion. The big worker is shown to be dumb. While the little worker wins, uh, the little worker coming on or winning comes off as a fluke, because they had to overcome this mountain of a person, and they normally find some weird fluky way to win. And of course, the big worker looks like a fucking moron because you couldn't squash the fly. Casey gets a quick roll up, four or three. That was it. That was the that was the match. 
That was essentially what the, the exactly what I just said. That's exactly what happened in the match. Reyna hits some big moves, throws Casey around like a ragdoll. Casey gets a bunch of little quick moves, gets a quick roll up, and we three. If this was the only time that we had a larger worker get beaten by a smaller worker, I'd be fine. But we had it last week. We literally had Lacey Lane uh, beat uh, beat Craven in the same sort of fashion. Except uh, Lacey Lane actually looked a little bit more competent and was hitting some more moves. Casey pretty much got her ass whooped and then just got a roll-up. So, yeah. Cole calls an upset, which, exactly like I said, makes it a fluke. And Reyna, who is now lost in the first round twice, looks like a fucking moron. We also find out Casey will now face Rhea Ripley in the second round. Good luck with that. Our final match of the episode, because we're already at the final match apparently, we'll see Ashley Rain take on, take on Mercedes Martinez for the right to face Miko Saramora in the second round. Mercedes Martinez is a 37-year-old from Connecticut. She lost in the semifinals to Shayna Baszler last year. Let me take a huge breath for this next part. She's the current Indie Girls Australian Champion, a former three-time WSU Champion, Tag Champion, Shine Tag Team Champion, two-time Shimmer Champion, and a two-time NCW Femme Fatales Champion. <sighs> Remember how I said you can't talk about underdogs if you don't have a seeding in your brackets? Yeah, putting Martinez against Rain is like having a number one seed face a number two seed in the first fucking round. Because Ashley Rain, formerly known as Madison Rain, is a 32-year-old from Columbus, Ohio. She is a huge part of why TNA used to have the best women's division around used to. She is a former five-time Impact Knockouts Champion, a two-time Knockouts Take Champion, a Shimmer Take Champion, and a two-time OCW Women's Champion. They don't bother to mention that she was an Impact, by the way. So, yeah. That's two fucking heavy hitters who otherwise would be, like, projected as making it to the Final Four facing off in the first round. The Undisputed Era is shown in the crowd for whatever reason. We get a lukewarm reaction to Ashley Rain, which I'm kind of surprised by because it's full sale. They they know who this chick is. Rain is a member of the Beautiful People, so her coming out and doing her sexy dances, nothing new and nothing to be unexpected. I'm wondering if she got some work done here because her face, eh, something looks off. Uh, also, she's in phenomenal shape, but of course, because she's got big fake titties, she looks really awkward. The ref checks both of her wrists, wrists but she's only wearing one arm brace, so... Does she have a pair of knuckles under her skin? Like, she's just gonna rip her fucking wrist skin off and there's gonna be a pair of brass knuckles under there? I don't think so. Mercedes makes her entrance and she is over. Mercedes is presented as an absolute monster. They mention Josh Matthews as uh, Ashley's husband without saying Josh Matthews, just saying her husband Josh and her kid. Mercedes almost murders Ashley right off the bat. Cole seems surprised that someone would have a story for each of the tattoos they have. Of course there is, you fucking clod. Because most people, unless they're you, I guess, don't go into a tattoo parlor and go, just give me whatever, just fucking do it. No. Most people, like myself, like pretty much everybody that's on Corey Graves' show, have a story for the tattoos that they have. Most people don't bother to turn around and get tattoos in their fucking, when they're like in uh, college because they don't mean anything. And Mercedes is definitely somebody who has gotten work done more recently. So, of course, she would have more stories around him. Mercedes with a stalling suplex and keeps keeps Ashley locked in, but Reyna hits a stunner for two. 
Mercedes hits a spinebuster and picks up Rain, but Ashley reverses. Ashley hits a few shots and puts down Martinez. Ray to the top ropes, but very slowly. She hits a crossbody for a one count, though. And Renee Young is more interested in calling out Batman tattoos than she is actually talking about the match. Rain with a roll-up and then hits a step-up in Zagiri. Martinez hits a cradle bomb for the three count. So Martinez moves on to face Miko. For sure, match of the night was this one. We are halfway through round one. <sighs> Big drink of water off of that one. So, second mat er, second uh, episode in the books. Uh, I continue to hate Michael Cole and think that he has no fucking place on this. He shouldn't be here. He shouldn't be here at all. He's doing a piss poor job. He's he's stepping all over Renee Young and Beth Phoenix. Just have Renee Young and Beth Phoenix fucking call the match. Um, in general, uh, Deanna Peraza obviously looked great. Uh, Priscilla Kelly definitely needs some more work, but has potential. Um, Ariel Monroe definitely has a unique look about her and could be something. Um, Zexus, she's not ever going to be signed to WWE, so she can kind of go right back to Puerto Rico and not have any kind of things go wrong with it. Um, Mercedes Martinez, probably too old at this point for WWE to consider signing them. They don't do what they do with with the men's division. Um, if you know this, they still have this kind of thing with the women. Unless you worked for them when you were in your twenties or early thirties, you're probably not going to be brought back and given a sustained run at thirty-seven. Uh, Ashley Rain has a better chance, but I don't I don't know how much she's even got left in the tank on if she'd want to to go for it um, full time or not. Obviously, she's got a little bit of a conflict in terms of the fact that Josh Matthews is a piece of shit, was fired from WWE, now works for their biggest competitor, and regularly costs them viewers every week. So that doesn't I mean doesn't stop Mickey James. Mickey James obviously was signed by WWE, even though. Her husband, I think there was a little bit of crossover time before he left Impact, but he definitely isn't a person who was an Impact. But who knows? Uh, anything can happen. Um, I think Ashley has a, a, a lot to offer, even as a trainer down at the Performance Center, uh, because obviously she is somebody that has a lot of longevity and, and was a big part of what made uh, you know TNA's knockout division good. So uh, with that, again... Uh, I should have, so now that they do this whole Mayan Classic thing and not putting out the episode until 9 o'clock at night, the earliest you'll get from me is Thursday night, so most likely I would expect Friday unless something else happens with me this week. Um, but yeah, there you go. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you know, Thank you yet again for your contributions to the cause, and we will see you soon.